Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offer Podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm Ian. And we're back for another episode. It is episode number, lucky number 61. Oh, there you go. I've lucky been forgetting to do that for like five episodes. <laughs> so uh, well, kind of hit and I, miss. You just kind of bring yeah. it in when you feel it. But I'm feeling lucky. Yeah. When you're, okay. I don't I like know what it. I'm feeling lucky about today. Uh, but It's Valentine's Day. Oh, well, not anymore. Uh, not for you guys. If it's Valentine's <laughs> If you're just finding out it's Valentine's Day, <laughs> you're in the doghouse. Your wife is already <laughs> mad. And chances are, so this comes out Tuesday. You know so how- you are two days late. If she hasn't reminded you that you missed it, oh. you're really, you know really how, screwed. You know how if you file your taxes and you come up late or you don't pay enough and they like come after you with penalties? Same gig. Like but if it's two days later and your wife didn't remind you, that's a you, bad, that's bad. You owe big, big dot like. Penalties you are might as well start packing your own stuff. I mean, I would just go out and buy her something very nice. You're either going to pack your own stuff or you're going you to pick you can, it up off the yard. Now, on the one hand, you hope that you have a, a significant other that is nice enough to forgive you for, get it, for forgetting. Hmm. But at the same time, like, do you think you can buy your way out of that with like a week's of gifts and flowers? I don't know. Yeah. It's like, you know, just like a little gift. You're like. Here's some diamond earrings. Here's a bracelet. That upsets flowers. Because I'm like, here's I don't want that kind just, of relationship. Just, like, shit just buy me a bunch of shit and I'll be happy. Throwing. It's fine. It's just going to go in the dresser. Nobody cares. It's yep. just literally you buying your way out of the doghouse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-huh. Just kinda don't like, forget. Kind of like me being here recording on Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah. That's not great. No. Nope. Nah, it's not good. Nope. So we're going to cut her quick uh, and yeah. then we're going to go send Steve home. So he's not in trouble. Happy Tuesday. Uh, hope you guys are having a good one. Hope it's not as cold there as it is here. It's stupid cold today and will be on Tuesday it's as well. supposed to snow all week. Yep. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's supposed to be. We're supposed to get some snow tomorrow yep. on Monday. So for you guys it would be yesterday. Yep. Um, but uh, we got some stuff going on. We got some mail. I walked into the studio this morning and found something pretty cool sitting on the old table. So we kind of um, took a look at that. Did he post up all of the pictures or just a couple of them? Just the one. To oh, just the one of Timmy Cameron. Tim Cameron's buggy is being used in a calendar with a blonde on the tire. Well, you know, if you uh, if you go and and Yukon uh, out your shit, yeah. maybe next year we can get the Bougay on there. You think so? Well, we can get Loki and you think, the You think Chris is going to make the buggy happen on there if I buy everything that Yukon offers for it? I think that we can, we'll pull some strings. Okay. I mean, we don't look, our rigs don't look like this. Well, we it, may make it in the second hand color. They could take it from the right angle. Oh yeah. Make it look that good. Like you're yeah. going to, you're going to definitely need to get some, uh, race lines or some visions. Well, somebody's going to need to sponsor me <laughs> some no, race no. lines. If or you want to be in visions. the calendar, you got to, you're going to have to have shiny wheels. Okay. And I'm I mean, going to have to probably, and I'm probably going to have to paint my buggy or my vehicle one color. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, I think, yeah, that's a requirement. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so we got some calendars from Randy's. Randy's 2021 calendars. I don't know why they came to us a month and a half late, but, you know. Don't, I think they just came out. We, well, that's good. We don't get to use yeah. January because that's gone. And, oh, February, that's already half gone. So the the beautiful, what is this, a 16, is that a 70? What is that? You tell me. Is it a 70? Hmm. Why don't I know? I don't know if it's a 70. I think it's a 70 Chevelle. Somebody who already has this calendar and knows what that is is going to be very upset with me. And I'm like, shut yeah. up. <laughs> anyway, probably my favorite vehicle in here because this is one view of. I don't know. That C10, that white C10 is pretty oh, sexual. Very sexual. Uh, so I this week. I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is a 70 Chevelle. 
Um, and if I, uh, no, I would definitely, I would take it. This is on my collector's list. If I ever like have the extra car. money, extra money. <laughs> when the extra yeah. monies come in, I thought it was 70. It is. Uh, so this week we're going to do our KOH recap episode. Oh, yeah. Um, that guy. We're, we're kind of because last year we did we actually talked to Shelby on the way home from KOH, which was pretty cool to get like the first hand like, dude, this happened yeah. yesterday. Tell us about it now. Yep. Um, I'm very interested to see how this one goes just because he's had time to kind of sit back at home, reflect on things, kind of get back in the like normal swing of things um time to decompress and re like, yeah re-think. and and kind of rethink it over and go oh i kind of forgot about that or kind of process how you feel about something and come up with a you know your your opinions and and feelings so it'll be interesting to see how it different differentiates from last year so hold the fucking phone. oh my gosh hold on yeah see like mine you could park mine in there and and be all right is that a Chevy? Mm-hmm. Oh. It's a well. It's yeah. It's this, this old C10. It's the same I mean, one that's on the cover. I know. Fab bed cover with a spoiler. What year is that? I don't know, but it's cool. Huh? It's real early, nice. Early sixties. It's real nice. Hell yeah! So anyway, we're gonna bring that chuckle fuck in here. We can bring him in <laughs> here. There you go. I already dropped one of those. I think you should introduce him now. Oh, okay. Uh, so doing our recap this week is uh the St. Clair himself, Shelby. I'm sure you guys, if you don't know Shelby by now, like how many times have we had him on the podcast? Is this he, number four? He knows how many times he's been on here. Is this number three or four? I think it's number five. Yeah. No. Yeah. Five? He I kn- think so, yeah. Yep. Hang up on him. Because <laughs> I had the <laughs> we had the KOH recap last year. Yep. Then we and had then, your episode. Voodoo Child. We had an episode uh, where we talked about the other series, the Who Shall Remain Nameless. Uh, we did. Okay. And I think we've had two talking about point one, and no. then this will be number five. Oh, now I got to go back. I'm I, pretty uh, sure we had you were we had you for the KOH recap. Then we had like episode nine. I think was like Voodoo Child. Yeah, that was KOH recap. Oh, that was the KOH recap? Yeah. Yeah, that was the first uh, episode. That was one of the same. Gotcha. Huh. It's too damn many. That's Either yeah. way, whatever the number yeah, is. Yeah, whatever the number is, it's too much Shelby. Well, one time is too many of me, so right. I mean, whatever. <laughs> That's like how I feel. <laughs> oh what do you do? You, YWL, you know, you I'm with, 30 cents. When you, <laughs> you said it. I'm not paying <laughs> you, you for you say, saying it. Yeah, that's all I would say. I'd say that <laughs> right after it over, and then just, here's your bill. Okay, so we had a yeah. one for Voodoo Challenge, or the for the KOH. What else? What how's else uh, how's the Voodoo Child buggy going these days? Uh, Voodoo Child is a little bit worse for the wear right now. If y'all didn't see it, Justin took a nasty little tumble down uh, Backdoor's butthole. We're calling it. Uh, it's kind of like the exit of Backdoor. It's called Resolution. Yeah, it's a, it's like the, the top side, butthole. isn't it? Did mm-hmm. did we have Shelby on for the uh, flat nasty recap? Yeah. Oh, we did. Yes. Uh huh. Okay, so we had you on in episode twenty eight. Well, I seen him. I saw him. He was down on. Uh, he was doing backdoor on the first ledge, and then I heard that he didn't really fare so well on the top side of backdoor. I just hadn't actually heard how bad it didn't fare. 
that was actually resolution. Uh, okay. Um, and I think that was a different night, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, it kind of is all a blur anyway, but hey, whatever. What do you do? Uh, so, yeah, he took a nasty little tumble. The uh, engine cage is jacked up. The door bar on the driver's side. The dash bar where the pedals are at is jacked. Uh, bent one of the tubes on a bypass shock. I mean, it got a little sporty for him. Boy. Bro. That's what happens when you have all the ponies. I think this is episode four. This is his fourth appearance. Okay, number four. Sure. Sorry. Well, we'll have him on next week and it'll be five. I'm not going to lie. So, yeah. side tangent. If you go into your Spotify or whatever your podcast app is, and you start scrolling through all of these episodes, uh-huh. this is a little ridiculous. Yeah. Every week. <laughs> for over a year every week we've sat down and done this yeah and then on top of that you have like it gets real like it gets real real when you get to like october yep and it's like episode midweek mini episode midweek mini episode midweek and just like oh yep. my god yep it's ridiculous you'd think by now somebody would sponsor us that 72 gives away free wheels 72 total episodes yeah Including the midweek minis, hmm. not including the 20 plus hours. So this of is episode Patreon. 73. Yeah. And I still, damn, and I there's, and there's no 20 free, and there's free tw- calendar. And there's 21 Patreon episodes, like episodes. Yeah. Well. So yeah, we're coming up on a hundred huh. different recordings. And still no free wheels. We need to work harder at that. We need you a marketing do. guy. Yeah. Well, there's that. We do need a marketing guy. We'd have to pay him so I could just buy wheels with I mean, his salary. So touche. My plan, my plan, and I'm so I've been looking at some stuff and do, doing some number figuring, and I'm thinking my goal is once the weather breaks, so like early March, like starting in March, I want to do what I was planning to do last year, where I go four wheeling almost every Friday. Uh huh. So like work my ass off Monday through Thursday, Friday jumping low key. Split over to the park. Oh, so you want to go to the Badlands every Friday? Yeah. Oh, just okay. go over there because like it's still woods. It's still you know, it's yeah. still a thing, and uh, go four wheeling every Friday, and that'll give me extra content of other stuff like going on. You should just stock up your vacation time and your work time, and just make one big trip a month to where? I don't know. Oh, one big trip a month. The yeah. problem with one big trip a month is then that requires me to be like that requires the wife to be on vacation uh-huh. and we have to figure out what we're doing with the kid. Is he yep. going with us? Is he staying with somebody it. else? Just make it happen. I mean, that would be fine. If I had a C class, if I had a C class motorhome, or if I had any kind of motorhome that could pull my buggy or pull the buggy. Holy cow. That went to a new expensive <laughs> level real quick. I could pull hey, my buggy. buggy. Motorhome and buggy. Boy. What have you done in the uh, last couple of days? Yeah. So um, if I can pull my Jeep and my, and I had a motorhome, whatever the, the wife could stay in, I would totally do that. We'd go, I would like plan trips down to other big parks, but with Badlands being an hour away, I can literally drive. I can leave the house when they leave the house in the morning, and then I can be back about the same time they're back. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's no there's no missing in anything. You know what I'm saying? Sounds like you just buy a motorhome and be done. I'll work towards that. Nah, let's do it. This guy, I fucking swear, let's do it. I'm still trying to get my fucking truck back from the transmission shop. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't have the mental fortitude to talk about that it's today. Done. I don't think. It's done. You just have to pick it up. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Why don't we got to keep bringing up old shit? Yeah. Because it's new shit. 
Is it though? I mean, it's done. Is it? It's done. Is it? So I went over there to go. I went over the other, the other night, Thursday night. I went there to his shop. Yep. And uh, we threw, uh, I threw brakes on the front end. We put this thing on the lift and jack and like raise it up. You literally cannot turn the front wheels. Yeah. The cal- both calipers on. completely seized, locked to the rotors. Like, why are they seizing randomly? They haven't been used in three years. Ugh. Like, that's like, hmm. and I think the system needs a bleed as well. So I think that had a lot to do with it. Just do that. Wait for the old rear wheel sills to go out now. Oh or the, the wheel, the uh, wheel cylinders. Just light it on fire. Thought about it. Do it. Definitely considered it. Bet just you, bet full you, coverage at some bitch and just light it. it on fire. Do it and there's your content. Yep. Accidental fire caught Oops. on camera. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I would say to that? Yep. <laughs> What, what what would Shelby say to that, Steve? Oh, Jesus. See, I'm trying to get you 30 cents Steve here, Shelby. WL, baby. <laughs> I would not burn the truck down. They, um, they won't pay me what somebody else will pay me for it. Well, this is true. So, so couldn't do it. KOH, K-O-H. 2021 happened. Uh, it was good. K- yes. I watched some of it on the, t- on the shop TV that I bought specifically for K- the KOH <laughs> TV. <laughs> you know, people go out and buy TVs for like Super the Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. I just went out and bought a TV for so I could watch KOH in the garage. It's not a bad excuse to buy a TV. It worked out really sure. well because I was able to link the phone to the TV and my headset or my headphones. Mm hmm. So I could watch it and listen and to listen it to while it. working. That's pretty dope. Which is cool because like a lot of the f- like coverage didn't cover well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so how was it from your perspective? They're on the lake bed. Just go. Just take it and run with it, yeah. Shelby. Give it to uh, us. I mean, it was it was an awesome time as always, right? I mean, anytime you can spend off roading is awesome, even if it is in California. But I don't technically consider that part of California, California. Yeah, because you know it's mostly rednecks and Republicans. So it's, here we are. It's California, not California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's the high desert. It's just beautiful up there. You know, the only issue is is obviously the weather, right? I mean, you can go from. 70 degrees to 20 degrees in a matter of, you know, a couple of hours and go from no wind to 70 mile an hour winds. And this gets forties, but sounds like home to me. Really yeah. Good, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we had really good weather all week. We couldn't have asked for better weather. It got pretty cold at night. That's what they were uh, saying. They were saying that this is like one of the best years so far. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, last year, I think it was Sunday night. I can't remember. I think it was Sunday night last year. We had like 70 mile an hour winds come in. Uh, mm-hmm. This year we have you know probably twenty to thirty mile hour winds. Never really got too sporty when I was out there, uh, but it's hammer, so you have to expect the worst, right? And prepare uh-huh. for everything. And I mean, you literally carry shorts, flip flops, and awesome. your parkas and your snow gear and everything else. Because I mean, it, it snowed before I ever got there. Uh, the day Kevin and them got there and set up the week before, it it, you know, it snowed on them. Which right. is just—it's crazy how the weather can change so much up that's there. The, that's the—that's uh, the desert. Yeah, It's—it's—it's it's, it's the high desert, like mm-hmm. you said, and anything can change in a blink of an eye. But you're prepared for it, so whatever. Uh, but you know, I got there on Saturday. I think it was the 30th when I flew in, and uh, had to wait around at the airport a couple hours for Heath and Carrie to come pick me up because they decided to go take a shower at the truck stop. And uh, I can't blame they them. Came and yeah, I can't believe them. They've been there for a week without a shower. So yeah. they said, hey, let's go take a shower. And, uh, and you know, they did that and then came and picked me up and went and did some grocery shopping and, and left there and went out to the lake bed. And I never left the lake bed until 
Sunday when I came to fly home. So, I mean, it was a true, awesome. you know, eight, nine days on the lake bed. Awesome time. Um, you know, I get there Saturday afternoon. We all just kind of hang around the camp Saturday. And then Sunday, we're all first thing in the morning. We're out there doing shock tuning. Uh, and, and I'm sure you guys saw a lot of it on the knockout racing page that, you know, Kevin, I think we went live once or twice when we had good enough signal, but um, shock tuning went really well. Uh, ORI actually showed up, or excuse me, Jensen Brothers, Jensen Brothers uh, showed up, and then Mark Jensen, who's the dad, uh, you know, they all showed up and were saying, okay, let's try this, let's try this, and we're adjusting pressures and turning knobs and clickers and this, that, and the other, and got the car really, really comfortable, and if you ask Kevin, he died or almost died every day out there. Uh, he's <laughs> he's not, not used to driving the whoops, right? Oh, Nobody yeah. is used to driving the whoops, uh, especially when you go from, you know, you can be on the same, I'm going to call it trail, right? Um, you can be on this trail and it can go from two foot whoops to five foot whoops in no time. And you have to be prepared to change your driving style because you have to stay on top of the whoops or you're you're going to get beat to death if you don't stay on top of the whoops. Hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they really got the car tuned. Well, it looked uh, like in the, it. in the live, it looked like it was soaking up pretty decent. Oh yeah. I mean, if you went back and looked at the <clears> video we posted the other day, it was like five and a half, six minute video. Who was it that helped tune it? Uh, ORI, you oh, know, like the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And then, so ORI <clears throat> the is, Mark Russell and Kirk Jensen. Okay. Uh, the dad is Mark, and then Kirk and Russell are brothers. You know, Mark's right. kids. Gotcha. Uh, they own Jensen Brothers Off Road Parts out of Utah, hmm. and you know they were they're all there helping us tune this car, and they were there for another car, uh, Chris Brown in the forty eight hundred class, I believe. Um, yeah, so it was cool to have two different sets of R I struts out on the lake bed racing that week. And it definitely got a lot of attention. I mean, of course, Kevin's car is going to get a lot of attention anyway, because it's, it's a rock bouncer. You know, it's, it's a rock bouncer uh-huh. first. It looks like a Porsche. Sponsored by Doesn't Porsche. Look any, yeah, we wish. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> yeah, they said that on the live feed They're like because they showed it and they were talking about it. And they're like, oh, that's got, it looks like it's got a Porsche front end on it. Was that Matt? Uh, no, I don't, it was, I don't know who it was. I think Ian yeah. Johnson was on at that time. Uh, okay. Uh, but they were like, I think oh. I remember hearing Ian saying something about <laughs> that. And then they're like, oh he, oh, he must be sponsored by Porsche. And I just laughed and I was like, boy, if I could only hear Kevin's voice when they said, oh, he's sponsored by Porsche. <laughs> yeah, they, they better cut out that checkbook real quick. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I mean, let's be real, right? It's a rock bouncer mm-hmm. on forty-three SXs and ORI struts out there doing ultra four things. Yeah, it got a lot of attention because it's not the norm. It's right. not your, it's not your Miller chassis. It's not your Campbell car. It's not your Joe Thompson UFO Fab Works. It's not one of those big names. It's not a Tribe car, or Trent Fab, or Fishmouth, right? It's it's. It's a yeah. day Kevin Taylor creation in Texarkana, freaking Texas, that's made to look like a Porsche, <laughs> and it's on forty three SXs. I mean, none Love of it. these three things belong in the you know on the lake bed in California, King of the Hammers. They just it does not belong there. Is the but yeah, it works. Yeah. So I forget what was the what was it that took him out of the race. Uh, about two miles into lap two, they actually lost reverse in the transmission. Oh, you don't, uh, you don't need to be reverse. 
<laughs> no, you don't need reversing the rocks. Yeah. Um, did you just did you just tell CMAP YWL? Yeah, I, I did Over say that on the radio, but they didn't respond. <laughs> I could, oh, uh, they responded. Like, they just didn't push well, the button we're down. Stuck. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> but um, now the, the reverse in in the rocks out there on lap two, you know, not having reverse was just a killer. I mean, it took them eight hours to finish lap two. And wow. I, I saw several times on the live feed, Heath was getting out of the car and he was winching. Yeah, and right. Cause can't go you backwards. Can just tell can't Heath read. was war slap. Oh, I couldn't imagine. Cause you get it. It's not like you're getting out of a car. It's not like you open the door and just get out. Yeah. But he's going to crawl you, out, right? Unstrap. Jeez. You got to slide out, take off your helmet, pull look, the winch line, hook up. It's just, it's a lot of work. Look, I'll just hang on the back. He just go to the next spot where you get stuck. Yeah. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just ride back here. <laughs> yeah, let me ride on the back like a dump truck or yeah. a garbage truck. Yeah. yeah. Did he have a spare mount on the back end? Yep. Yeah. I'll yeah. just I'll just ride on the spare. You just ride back there and yeah. hold on to the spare yeah. deal. Yeah. Like yeah. you're gonna be stuck in 50 feet anyway, so I'll just ride back here. <laughs> uh, qualifying, qualifying, I thought went really well for the because they kind of took more of a conservative approach to the whole week, really. Mm-hmm. Um, at least from what I saw, you know, they're not out trying to set land speed records or quick times or anything. They're just being consistent finishing. I think was the big goal. Um, but qualifying, the, the main thing to go was well. just yeah. The main thing for Kevin on qualifying was just qualify. Mm-hmm. I mean, they only made two or three loops on the on the on the qualifying loop yep. the night before qualifying, and Kevin said, "Look, I'm just going to go out there and take easy. I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want to start first. I actually want to start dead last." Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was when I think he ran like a two o five or something like that. And when he pulled into the you know pulled back into radio range and, and they gave his time, I was like, "Hey, that was a two o five. And he said, "A what?" I was like, yeah, 205. He said, there's no way. I said, dude, that's that's what you did was 205 because you didn't get hung up on the rock face like everybody else did uh-huh. because you have a rock bouncer and you're a rock bouncer driver. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, it, yeah, it, it was a good time. And uh, they, um, I think they had fun qualifying. And, and Kevin is just getting more and more comfortable in the car every time he's in it. It's awesome. Out there doing KOH things. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It sucks that he lost reverse. Um, but that just yeah, one of those things you beat on them. Like when you run them hard, you know, when you run them in general, you put them to their paces. Like that's when you're going to find the things that just, you know, don't hold up. But, yeah, and, 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 and to touch on the, on the, the transmission issue, mm-hmm. uh, when we got word that they didn't have reverse, um, you know, we had posted it on social media, just you know, trying to update people in case they wasn't seeing it on the live feed yeah, uh, and didn't know that he didn't have reverse. And it may have been two minutes later and, and, and I get a phone call from David Fritz with Fritz performance transmission. <laughs> built the transmission. Uh-huh. He's like, Hey, do you have reverse at low RPM? We're like, no. He said, do you have it at high? And I said, we did. He said, okay, I know exactly what the problem is. Well, that's convenient. Can Can you fix it right now? (laughs) That's that's what I asked. I was like, can we drop the pan and fix it in the pits? He's like, no, it's a little bit more than that, but it's nothing major. It is right now. It doesn't work. (laughs) But for him to just immediately pick up the phone and call me Mm -hmm. was huge in my book. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that just kind of shows the amount of customer support that he has. And, and he's watching, you know, like he's watching, he's paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, dude, it's been one of my dreams to always have one of my transmissions on the late bed. And I finally get that chance. And 
he didn't say he shit the bed, but you could yeah. tell in his voice yeah, that yeah. he felt like he shit he didn't, the bed. He didn't want that. Yeah. He yeah. Did, he and I was like, David, it. I was like, shit happens. I was yep. like, hell, you know, they could have been out there on the desert loop and tacoed the car and we'd have never known about this issue. Right. I'm glad we had this issue in Kevin's first King of the Amherst experience. Uh, I'm glad we didn't have it while we were out shock tuning or pre-running. Oh, that I'm glad was it happened during the race because that the, just gave them drive. We, so they pulled it apart yet to look at what it what it did? No, Kevin literally just put the car in the shop uh, in his shop yesterday. Drugged that so much out he of the trailer. Like, nope. He never did anything. He backed <laughs> the trailer in and said, screw it, I'll deal with it next week. Yep, yes. yep. Okay, t- this week is decompression week, and next week we'll deal with the car. I, I understand yep. that. Yep. So yeah, he's yep. supposed to pull. The, I think he's pulling the transmission out today, oh, yeah. and he's going to work on getting it up to David Fritz. But you know, with us dealing with the snow getting down here, um, no it hurry. might be a little delayed. All right, ain't no hurry. Gets done when it gets yeah. done. What is it like? Three hundred and sixty-one days or something like that. I seen somebody <laughs> commented here a day or two ago that was like three hundred sixty-three days. Let's go. Got to get. Got to get you it start, done. Start getting working on your. Yeah. Oh, oh, my Lord. oh my gosh. Uh, like thirty days out. No. Um, you know, Kevin's going to go ahead and tear down the car. He's going to give it a good cleaning because I mean, it's that Koh dust is everywhere. That sand is everywhere. Oh, so he's going to give it a good cleaning. He's going to pull the transmission transfer case, inspect everything there. Um, probably go through the axles, change all the fluids. So it's, uh, you know, he's got a lot of work ahead of him, but you know, mm-hmm. we know what the issue is with the transmission. It's a very, very simple fix. It just, it's something that the transmission has to come out for, for it to be fixed. Let me right. ask you this. And I don't know if you will know this or not. Oh um, um, no. But, uh, how many, how many percentages well, yeah, is that? Plenty of percentages. Left. Five. Ten. The do you know how many miles they put on the car the whole time they were? I'm like, I know how many race miles they did, but like, do you know overall how many miles they put on the car between shock tuning and everything all week or well, two Uh, weeks, really? Between the, you know, at King and the Hammers, they put over 200 miles on the car. That's impressive. It's a lot because that's not like 200 miles driving down to 70. You know, yeah, the interstate, interstate at 70 mile an hour or yeah, the highway at 55 yeah, like dodging potholes and idiots like that's 200. Like, do we know what his top speed was? Uh, top speed was 75. Average speed was, I think, right at 30. Top 75 in a buggy on stickies and or eyes <laughs> and or eyes. And it looked great from the helicopter shot. Mm, like beautiful. it looked bad. Oh, it did. And let's talk about the or eyes for a second. So heat kills shocks right i mean yeah. they start fading as they get hot yeah because those and um jensen brothers and and mark jensen so mark kirk and russell they showed up at main pit when kevin and them were five ten miles out and i was like hey what you got there because they had a little briefcase i was like bro we're not going to like church and we're not going to, <laughs> to court so what's up we're going to court and, <laughs> and they bust out this shock service kit and it's got a temperature gun <clears throat> nitrogen tank and all the lines and everything I was yep. like, so what are you going to do there? He said, we're just going to check the temperature. And if we need to Adjusting. make adjustments, we can. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. I said, what's the max temperature you want to see? He said, above 265, they start to fade. I was like, okay, so we're hoping that it's less than half that. He's like, yeah. yep. Yeah. And the front struts were 100 degrees. The rear struts were 145 degrees after a 90-mile oh, wow. desert loop. Oh, they wow. made pretty good time on lap one, too. 
they, they made pretty good time for a rock bouncer on 43 cent stretch. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I was tracking them and a couple other of the, like, I'm talking big names, like guys who are legit contending for the win. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't like, they weren't that far apart. I don't know what I expected, a few minutes. but yeah, it wasn't, it was comparable. Like it wasn't like you were sitting there in, you know, bringing a Nerf gun to a bazooka fight kind of a thing, right. but it was impressive for what it was. I was, I was impressed anyway. It's awesome. Yeah, like I said, I mean, cool. they, they made pretty good time, especially for Kevin's first desert race. He had yep. raced AOP a couple of times. He had raced uh, nationals back in October at Crossbar. That's different than Amherst. Yeah. Yeah. So, Did, uh, you know, so those ORIs, they don't have like a bypass on them or anything like that, do they? They have an integrated reservoir on them. Okay. Um, and looking at the pictures that uh, that Mark and Kirk and Russell showed us of how those things are designed, mm-hmm. it's actually like three plates, right, or pistons, if you will. And in between those pistons are springs. I think there's three springs per, you know, between each one. So essentially, it is a bypass shock is what it is. Hmm. And you can actually go inside and you can replace those springs with different weighted springs to slow down or speed up compression or rebound. Uh, a lot of ingenuity went into these shocks and it, it, it takes a lot to really understand them. And, you know, a lot of people will put ORIs on their on their buggies or whatever, and they're like, oh, they're junk. They rode like crap. That's because you don't understand them. And I'll, I'll I'll be the first to admit, and I think Ian is as well. Yeah, I was sitting over here going, well, yes, I'm too stupid to understand them because I'm on the, like, bolt on, have a nice day, wheels epic out of the box. And, I mean, rightfully so, I think that's a an unfair um, assessment because I'll be the first to tell you, you can't bolt on a coilover with one, you know, pick a set of springs, pick a set of valving and pressures and everything there is to tuning a coil over, pick it, put it on the rig, work perfect. Like it doesn't happen. So why no. should I expect an ORI to do the same thing? You know what I mean? And, right. Cause uh, I mean, ORI, there's no valving for you to change typically. All right. You all yep. do it with uh lower pressure and upper pressures and uh, really everything is in the lower. So on these struts, everything is set to the lower pressure. So you run 60 PSI, 80 PSI, 120, whatever you decide to choose. And then you have compression and rebound adjustments on the lower and upper chamber with clickers. So there's technically three different ways to adjust these struts. And then your upper chamber is what sets your ride height. So it just, once you can kind of wrap your head around the basics of how these struts work, you will be that much more inclined to say, Hey, I want to check these things out. I mean, they're, they're pretty pimp. I'm not saying it'll ever buy, you know, replace a cool over and a bypass, but yeah, but being I able think to have it's it. a badass strut and kudos to Kevin for, you know, even trying to run King of the hammers or any kind of endurance race on a strut. That's not typically used for that. Right. Expanding the horizons. Yeah. That's super cool. Huh? I, I am looking forward to doing some more research and investigation no. on ORIs because no, you have placed your stance. Oh yeah, no, I you, you I do not get to change completely reneged <laughs> on what I because I used to be the like you would bolt on an ORI and go, and you know the more it's just ignorance from not knowing. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, like Shelby said, it it's not going to replace a a coil over with bypasses and you know epic, right. but. Price. I mean, 
price out a set of eight shock per corner setup and the time to tune it versus an ORI on each corner and a time to tune that. And I mean, how many people need eight shocks on the rig? Not as many as they probably think. So right. yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you're not racing, you don't need eight shocks on your rig, right? Yeah. Maybe. Will it improve the ride quality of having eight struts or eight shocks or, you know, these badass integrated reservoir ORIs? Yes, it'll improve the ride, but you're talking high speed is where it's going to make the difference. Right. Your slow speed crawling bypasses don't make two flying fucks of a difference. Yes. Right. Uh, so switching gears on things that don't belong in the desert. Okay. Um, how did the uh, stickies do? Bro. The, <laughs> so we put a fresh set of stickies and a fresh set of forged vision wheels on the car. <clears throat> uh before the race uh put them on there i guess friday night right uh-huh. and the set that we pulled off of kevin's car had over 800 miles of endurance racing and a full season of rock bouncing on them and they were still i'm gonna say right about less than half tread depth left wow the brand new set we put on there that they ran 100 and there's about a 190 mile race. Mm-hmm. So 45, so about 140 miles on, uh, 120 to 140 miles on the fresh set. They still look brand new. I think they still had the tits on them. Wow. See, that's impressive. They, See, like, cause everybody's like, Oh man, if you run stickies on the street, though, you, you might get 500 miles on them. I'm like, I don't, that seems pretty low. I just don't know. I just don't know. No, it's, it's, that's about right for running stickies on the street based on 500 of miles. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a very soft compound tire. Think about it. Out there in the sand, it's yeah. not chewing them up because it's moving around. Yeah, it's just it's gliding across the top of the sand. I mean, yeah. your tires will look great. Um so yeah, the Intercos did freaking awesome out there. Zero tire failures. Uh we had one wheel failure. Um really? it was a weird deal, but before I even got there, it was one of the cast wheels, one of the green ones mm-hmm. he had on there. Um, he decided to get sporty and do a little one wheel endo coming down <laughs> chocolate thunder. Yeah, that's normal. And he like KO'd the shit out of a, the left front wheel on it. Just broke it. Uh, it uh, no, it actually just bent the inner bead. Oh, okay. And, um, that's not that it bad. It was fine all week. And then right before qualifying and the day before qualifying, it started leaking. I, uh-huh. We're all sitting there under the canopy and we're like, what's that noise? Oh, and it was that just tire right. was finally starting to leak down. So we're like, yeah. well, let's change that out real quick. So we grabbed another one, stuck it on there. Um, but zero true wheel failures that you know just broke out in the desert because they're right. all an ass. And that's pretty good because you listen to everybody else that runs those races and stuff like that. Even the Everyman. Like I was watching the Everyman race and it was not, it was very uncommon for somebody to come across the podium and be like, oh yeah, no tire failures at all. Like we did fine. So, and I mean, obviously they're running a little bit different tire. They're running more of a street tire with maybe a lighter sidewall than a, than a SX, but still it's like, yeah, to be able to run that race and, and qualify and practice and all that stuff and have one wheel get bent. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, hell yeah, that's awesome. Sounds like a good time. I sucks that we missed it. Uh, We definitely wanted to go, but with the whole COVIDs and then Ian's, work debacle and then you guys trying to make him make every single race this year you know really it's on you actually oh, here like we go. 
Let's be honest. I mean, here we go. I'm just saying, like, it's on you guys. It because was you're like, oh, I can't go because I got no vacation days because I want to go to all the other races this year. Like, make up well, your fucking mind. Yeah, I wanted to spend like a week and a half, two weeks in the desert, well, not yeah, like exactly. a day. Yeah. Um, if I was not asshole deep in work, yes, I would, would have, have bought a plane ticket, bought a plane ticket, yeah. and gone out there because right. I, I didn't even, I don't even know why that didn't cross my mind because I was so hell bent on saying fuck it, I'm driving out there, yeah. I'm at least taking a camper out there, and I'll bum a ride with somebody, but I'm not. I hate the whole imposing on somebody, and be like, I'm gonna sleep in your shit this week. Oh no, I just, I just hate do that. It. Yeah, just show up, oh, like hey, I just yeah. But here's the thing: if you were to show up to the lake bed and say that, like, yo, I ain't got nowhere to sleep. Seven people would have come oh, to you, and like, oh, I know, I got a spot. Don't I just, I just yeah. hate. I just like to be self sufficient in that well, sense, and I don't know being why. A bitch, and I know. and take and take a hand when it's offered to That's you. That's all it is. Yeah, it's just a I fucking mean, excuse. Is all it is. It so. is. Yeah. I uh I am I told my wife I'm gonna stick to it. I said last year, yeah, oh, I'm the good KOH twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, you were hell bent on it. And all I did was come up with some fucking bullshit work excuse or what the well, fuck ever. It's like the place is not gonna go to shit if I'm gone for a week, right? So literally, I told her I was like, if I'm not at KOH in 2022, I'm gonna sell every fucking off road thing I have because I don't need to be here. Yeah. If you can't make a commitment a year in advance to go to one <laughs> event, what the fuck are you doing here? You I know? will give you. I mean. Not maybe not for you. For me, the biggest thing was the uh, amount of work that I do have yeah. going on right now, where yep. I literally could not pull away. Yep. But um, see, for me, it's as it, easy as putting in week vacation time and saying, right. "I'm gone." For I'm going to be gone. Yeah. Somebody else cover me. Yeah. Um, mine was the work, and then also uh, just the whole COVID thing, and then like having a baby. It just it just complicated things enough that it was like yep. yeah I can't I'm, exactly. so I'm going I'm a, I'm either gonna go or I'm not gonna be I'm gonna go get a Prius and or, I'm gonna sit in a cubicle we're gonna have a new host and be done yeah yeah I'm be out of here <laughs> be going off, off road everything I like it so yep yeah okay. it, it was a good time though I mean King of the Amber's dude I mean we were already looking forward to going back like as soon as they get out of the car Saturday night after the race. We were already looking forward to going back next year. Love Good, it. I'll be there. Yeah, okay. Oh, you said that last fucking year too. <laughs> I know. I'm just I'm making excuses. Well, you know, so. If you don't set your goals high, you'll never you'll never fail low high. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and put it on record <laughs> that Ian said. I don't know why you like. Why are you even wasting your yeah. breath right now? We C-Bap literally, YWL, Steve. We literally said this last so. year. Yep. Putting this on record. It's yep. on record. It's, it's on, record. on like go back to the episode it's where on we record. Yeah. Go, go back, back to episode nine. Go back to episode nine yep. and listen, and it will be and Ian will say that. There's, it's on record. There's I'm no going. consequence for not going. <laughs> That's what I did to myself. Oh, really? I just like, oh, if you don't go, you don't go. Uh, okay, so, here's the consequence. Everybody's if gonna call you. You don't a show up, you owe me two hundred bucks. Here's the consequence. Well, that'll be worse hey. than that. I'll probably sell the buggy for 200 bucks. Hey, here's so the consequence. for sale. If you don't show up, you have to get CBAP YWL tattooed <laughs> on a plate, like on your neck. Somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere can be visible. seen. Yeah. I was going to say your forehead, but it probably wouldn't like, we don't want you to do that. Oh, they fuck up your whole like, life. Maybe like, saw, a, yeah. or like a wrist tattoo. Oh, like, like a, a look like a bracelet. A wristband. Yeah. Like a wrist. No, it'll honestly, look like a wristband. Inside of his left forearm. Inside. Oh, yes. 
inside oh, yeah. of your left right here just just the whole like, thing tribal from like yeah tattoo. From, no no it's got to be like complete super clear oh, english c-bat why it do you be in dodger and the font <laughs> is called dodger oh, dodger <laughs> oh i'm just gonna sell everything dodging going to king of the hammer so it's fitting. i love it i'm just gonna sell every off-road thing i'm gonna sell every fucking off-road like, rc car my buggy my trailer like everything yeah. i'm gonna be done if i can't make a commitment a year out I feel like it, to that we after can't going use the, to all these events this year, like I've got so many events planned, so much off-road things, and like you can't make one more commitment. Nope, fuck out of here. You're out of vacation days, you said, <sighs> but I can buy more. Oh, you can so buy vacation I can buy days. Vacation days. Oh, so I didn't know this was a thing. I just didn't plan ahead. Oh, you can buy vacation yep. days, but you didn't. I just neglected wow. the plan. Yeah, so see, I up. made excuses wow. of vacation time, but that's really this bullshit excuse. So that's what I mean. I have no ah. fucking excuse. So hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh man, excuses are like assholes. Everybody's yeah. got them. That's yeah, right. I got a lot some of people them. got a lot of them. You know, I'm like, I don't know how many assholes you'd be shitting out of, but you got a lot. Uh-huh. I'll uh, just say this: I I had fully planned on going to King of the Hammers this year, and you did. And when COVID hit and everything else, I said, "Fuck it, I'm not going." Mm. And then what? Three, four weeks before Hammers, I was like, "Screw it, I'm buying a plane ticket." So yep. I bought a plane ticket. There you go. Uh, next year, I'm driving my own truck. I'm going to be dragging my own trailer and I'm taking my buggy and I will be sleeping in comfort versus on somebody's couch or in the back of somebody's race trailer. But I will have a place for me to sleep. Nice. I like it. I'm going to be there. It's going gonna, gonna, gonna to happen. It has to happen. I don't care if I got to sleep in somebody's fucking backseat of their truck. It's going to, to happen. happen. Okay. Well, we'll that was in 2016, bro. I know. That was talking easy. about making shit happen. That's oh 2016. God, talk about it. Yeah. Well, oh. hey, a year to the, you know, a year to the, or no, not a year. Um, four, four years? Give us the years? coolest thing you saw at KOH overall. Uh, the coolest thing I saw, actually, it's not what I saw. It's what I got to experience. Um, my boy, Casey Thompson, the guy that owned Bronco. Whoa. Was your, uh, shoot at King of Hammers, uh, Holly EFI shootout best of show winner. Hold up. Uh, he's the one that did like the little fucking pirouette and the red bouncer. Um, he he called me. Well, we were, he didn't good. call me. He, you know, we were at camp and he's like, hey, I'm about to go um, give these these disabled veterans some rides in the buggy. You want to go? I'm like, fucking right, daddy. Let's do this. And we jump in his rig. We go over to Turkey Claw and. Uh, you know, I jump out and we start putting these disabled vets in his rig and he starts taking them up and down turkey claw and just one after another after another. And I think there was seven or eight and we got down to the last two guys and the next last guy jumped in and uh, he was taking him up turkey claw and his foot like jumped off the brake and slammed on the gas and ended up smacking the wall. He KO'd a wheel, yes. KO'd a tire broke a hime on or broke the the link bar on the rear bent two links on the rear i mean it was tacoed and uh it was like wow this is uh okay this is the end of this day so it was just really cool to be able to experience that and to get to see the you know these veterans smiling and having fun it was a four wheel two heel is who it was yep um awesome organization i think i was tagged in some stuff y'all might be able to go look it up um, I'm actually looking up the name of it right now because I don't want to tell you wrong, but I believe it was yes, 4H2W, four wheel, two heel. 
um, oh, just an awesome time to be able to experience that and, and help those guys out. I mean, veterans do so much for our country and for us to be able to give back as little as we, as little as that was, was just awesome. And we've actually invited, uh, five of them to come to the first point one race in Williams Hill on March 20th. And we're going to, you know, we're going to get them in the gate for free. I just got to have their names, put them on the list and see about getting them some rides up the race hill, uh, in a bouncer. Love it. Well, I'm jealous. <laughs> uh-huh. Love it. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to step in front of that line, but any means, but boy, mark me as jelly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm hoping we can, can, can make it happen. I mean, we're getting fewer and fewer two seat buggies out there, but I'm thinking like, uh, strapping them in with Shane Christensen and attitude and, you know, take them, you know, on a quarter throttle ride up the hill, just let them experience, you know, just a badass rig. Yep. I think it'll be fun if we can do that and just try to, you know, help and give back to the community and to, to the veterans that do so much for us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, and, uh, one other there... thing I do want to discuss. Oh boy. So go ahead and answer, ask your question. I didn't know if I had any more questions, but I feel like I'm going to get called out for something. Okay. Is that bad that I'm scared uh, to get like, I feel like something's coming. Okay. Why are you scared? I don't know. That's what I mean. I'm not sure what I'm scared of, but I'm scared scared of church. (laughs) The place had burned down. (laughs) Ian, you know about this. Steve, you probably know about it just Mm. from Ian, but um, there is a race in Arkansas coming up uh, February 25th through the 28th. It's called Engines and Egos Carter Fest. Yeah. Steve doesn't know about that. So we got approached by Triple X Motorsports and Carter's uh, Off-Road Park uh, <clears throat> to kind of help them put on well, a bouncer race. Oh, Rectovic himself? Do a <laughs> Triple X. What? Uh, nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mr. Chris Carroll. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he invited us to come up there and help him out and kind of put on an event. We got about 21, <clears throat> 22 drivers that are going to show up. Um, it's five thousand dollars on the line, and it's going to be the twenty seventh of February at ten a.m. I believe. Nice. I haven't been so, following. I haven't been following Chris as much on Snapchat as I used to. I used to keep good tabs on him. Follow him on the book of faces. Uh, uh, real, real cool guy to know. Yes, um, super, super, super nice, super awesome guy. Yep. He had me. I met up with him down at LST twenty seventeen. And finally got to meet him in person. And then he had some video footage of me polishing a wheel down there on a side by side. Some 26s on a side by side. 24s, 26s. I think they're 26s. There it was in the uh, specialty forge booth. <laughs> we were doing some polishing on one of those. And he come up and got like the back of my summer shine shirt and was like doing some stuff like that. But, cool. Yeah. So, oh, yeah dude, super nice. Dude. Him and his wife both are just stupid nice in person. Like when you run into them. Now, when you run into them at an event, they're so busy that like they'll give you the like they'll give you a minute, but just create like the amount of stuff that he's got going on while he's there filming and stuff is just insane. That's like calling oh, somebody yeah. at work with no you like you're just calling yeah. to say, Hey, just, what's going on? You just well, stop I'm in working. Their, yeah, thanks. Yeah, you you know? just stop in their office like, yeah. hey, yeah. what you doing? Yeah. You like, busy? Like, uh, no, not no, at all. No, I'm just sitting here <laughs> fucking on. At an event, he's busier than a one legged man in an ass kicking contest. So Dude, yes, he blows uh, my mind. Very busy guys. He's all over the place, but I mean he 
his following on social media is just insane. So it was kind oh, of yeah. a no brainer for, for point one to kind of get involved. I'm not saying this is a point one event. Yeah. We're just helping facilitate the event and line up drivers, et cetera. So mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be February 27th is the bouncer race at 10 a.m. It's at Carter's Off-Road Park in Alexander, Arkansas. Um, so check out triple X motorsports on yep. the book of faces for a lot more information on and that. YouTube. Yeah. And yeah, YouTube mm-hmm. is, is, I mean, Oh my God, his YouTube his presence is just insane. Oh, so yeah. it's going to be kind of cool to be involved with that. I mean, Chris is a hell of a guy. He's a good friend of mine, good friend of Heath's. Yep. And you know, they approached us about this. We're like, hell yeah, let's do this. So it'll be a good way for us to all get our feet wet. Ian will, you know, be able to get his feet wet running the starting line. And, um, of course, I got to start working on we my vocals. To, I have a lot of ammunition to talk shit about drivers, so I'm looking forward to that. We need to get Chris to listen to the podcast, but every time I tell him about the podcast, he's like, man, I got like three podcasts, like my mainstays I listen to every week. He's like, and I just don't have enough time to throw in another one. Yep. Like, you need ah. to get Chris on the podcast is what you need. You know, it wouldn't be bad. Uh, let me just, I'll send him a snap right now and ask him. Snap? Hell, I can text him. Well, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm I'm a little not excited. That it's a mud park event because oh yeah, that's what they do though. Oh, that's their life. Mud. I like uh, it repulses me. Um, but I mean, like, let's be honest. Anytime I get in mud in any kind of off road vehicle, it's like a 12 year old kid going yeah. So I mean, like, I say I don't like it, but it's fun. It's just a cleanup. Just sucks. Wow! Breaking news. You hear it here first, folks. Uh, you'll probably already hear it by the time this podcast comes out. Southern Rock Racing Series just announced that they're canceling the first race at Bridgeport next week. Wow. How come? They have a reason? Uh, it is with a heavy heart that we have to announce the cancellation of the first race in the Central Rock Racing Series after much debate with officials in Texas and studying the weather due to oh. due to hit the entire southeast coast. Our entire Southeast, it is more important to all of us to keep our drivers and fans safe. Mm-hmm. With that said, we're still planning on making up this race. We have reached out to park owners, and Bob Williams from Bikini Bombs has agreed to allow us to race April 9th and 10th. We will release more as the date draws near. Wow. So there is no race in Bridgeport this coming week. Bummer. So that actually gives me more time. Thank you. So point one <laughs> in Williams Hill is going to be the first race of the season. Then. Rock routes are gen- in general. Uh, no, they have Wind Rock. Uh, that's two weeks from now, three weeks from now. So that's right. I do remember is, that. Uh, like the end of end of uh, end of beginning of March. It was the beginning of know. March, I think. Yeah. What's that event? So I that- think ours will be yeah. the third race because uh, you have the other one down there in Alabama. Um, at uh, some point in time with some other people's, but I right, don't uh, even recognize that. So what that's, is, that's what is why. the name of that event that uh, Chris is putting on? Uh, engines and egos. Oh yeah, engines and egos. Engines and egos. I suppose I could just send you the event flyer. That wouldn't be a bad thing. No. Yeah, you could do that. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about it because it'll be a good test run for us to kind of get together. It'll be the first time we'll all get together because somebody didn't go to KOH, this guy. Uh, But it'll be, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know I am raising my hand. Um, uh, it'll be nice to get together as a crew and do some like talking about the, 
uh, race series kind of specifically rather than, you know, trying to do that while we're at KOH. And I say we as in the rest of everybody, not I. So we not I. Yeah. Yeah. We not I. I say we collectively. <laughs> That's like the people at work use the word we. And I said, what the fuck are you going to help with? So I'm going to use it. I'm going to say <laughs> we too. I love it. But uh, I'm excited for it. I sweet. Totally didn't plan anything to do with it. All right. I sent it to you. Um, I totally slacked on planning for it uh, because I was like, oh, that's in the end of February. And that's, you know, I just because my birthday is, is the 25th of February. And I'm always like, oh, yeah, that's at the end of the month, whatever. Another day. And then it's always like, hey, your your birthday is next week. And I'm like, oh, damn, it is like the end of February already. I lack planning. So it goes by so fast. Dude, it's gone by. The weeks have gone by fast here lately. And I Uh and I so I was literally figuring out like what I was doing when I was leaving. Mm -hmm. I called Shelby and I was like, I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to I had to admit to him that he had good ideas. Uh He pained me a little bit, but when you're right, you're right. So (sighs) what do you do? I don't know. What do you do? So yeah, CBF YWL. Yeah. All right, let's get let's let uh, let's let Shelby go get some breakfast. It's talking about yeah, getting, I'm getting going, hungry. going to get a Seminole somewhere. Yes. So lonesome spur, baby. Uh huh. Hmm. Feel like I need to involve myself. Doesn't in sound Seminole, bad. But... Hey, we need to uh, also need to talk with you. Not necessarily on here, but sometime soon. There's some beers in Texas that we can't get that you need to send us. Ooh. So. Uh, I yeah. just let me know what they are, and I can just bring them to a race, and Ian can pick them up. I like it. We will do that. We'll have you bring to Williams Hill, and then you can pick them up. Amen. It's on my calendar. Boom. Yes, I'm hoping like everything goes go. smooth. Cool. Um, so, gotta get the crew, the crew cab back first, and try to get it like dialed ish. <laughs> oh, you're not just gonna show up. You're gonna bring a rig. Well, I'd like to. Oh, like okay. a park that I can't normally wheel. Yeah, I would prefer to come down there for two days and oh, try to wheel at okay. least one of them. I like it. That's my goal. We will I like see. It. So uh, cool. cool. Well, thank you for the little KOH recap. We appreciate your time. As always, go eat breakfast. I'm gonna go get me some chow. So peace hey. out, guys, and we will see you guys uh, in like see. two weeks up there in Arkansas. Okay, there. that's down there for yeah, us sure. here, but uh, you know, potato, <laughs> potato. I'm in Texas. Everything's north. Potato, potato. <laughs> yeah, Canada. Yeah, it's potato, way potato. up there. Potato, potato. Potato, potato. Uh, All right. Well, take her easy, buddy. All right, kiddos. We'll All see right. y'all later. Later. Bye. Bye. And we're back for last call. Can was, you not blow my no, fucking? I just wanted that to be excitingly Jesus loud. It was probably pegged out and everything. Oh yeah, it clipped in my headphones. Um, this is regular beer. Period. A beer that tastes like beer. Period. American Craft Lager, four point nine percent alcohol volume, but, twelve fluid so ounces. It's a regular beer that tastes like beer, but does it sound like beer? Dewclaw Brewing Co. Tastes I, like or sounds like says beer. it tastes like beer. It's called regular beer. Sounds like beer. It does look like beer. It appears as though it may be beer. And beer. Huh. Who knew? Who knew that beer could be beery and beer like? Shake a picture. No. Regular beer. Regular beer. Tasting like beer. Got a picture of regular beer. It's very uh, light in color. Very gold. Boom. Goldy McGold gold here. 
regular beer. It looks it looks like an amber lager. It is an American craft lager, so that looks oh, no makes sense. I was re- I was requested to give a shout out to an amber. Amber, yeah, like a lady. Yep. Oh, um, we have a lady listener. I don't know if she listens to this or not. So, so why, why are we so shouting out on a podcast she doesn't listen to? I don't know. It's requested to. I talked to Jason from Wheeling, like from Wheeling Wine and Whiskey, uh, the other day on the phone quite a bit. Damn, how's it taste? Like beer? I don't want. I don't want to ruin it for you. Oh, okay, all right. Let me see here. Give this the old test. It's beery. If I literally was like walked into a bar, oh, and said, "Pour me a beer." It was like, "I'll take a, I'll take a beer, a beer," and they give you this. So is that not like the dictionary definition of what you should just beer? But it's good. It's not. It's not like it's piss beer. It's not craft beer. It's not, you know, Milwaukee's best. It's just right smack in the de- different. But the dictionary definition of beer. You know what I like about it, though? It's not vanilla beer. Like, it's not the vanilla of beers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it has flavor. I can't That's pinpoint. what I mean. It's good. I, you can't pinpoint that. It's not a Miller. It's just it's not a, a Bud Light. plain beer. Like, hmm. if I have to say plain beer, and not, and not in a bad way. I'm not saying it's boring or plain in a bad way. It's just simply... Beer. The dictionary definition of a beer. Does it say what it is? It says regular just, beer. It literally has no definition. It says American, oh, American craft, craft lager. Okay. But that's, I mean, it's an American lager, but it's craft, so it's got a little bit of refined taste to it. It's their, but it's their own mixture yeah. of, of hops and barley. Yep. Huh. Pretty legit. That's good. Does uh, the, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you look at the can, yep. does the can feel like the taste? Yeah. Like it's just a it's a light label. It's a black and white label. It literally just says regular beer. It's not even centered. <laughs> it's all like just just regular beer. Boom. Beer. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty cool. Where are they out of? They were by his in his neighborhood. Dewclaw Brewing Co. Established in 1996, Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, interesting. Huh. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car, operate machinery, and may cause there health problems. Does it though? Does it? Does it impair my ability to drive a car or operate machinery? It may. I believe that's what it says, right? Impair. Oh, no, it, it is the it's key definitive. word there. Oh, yeah, it says And it. may cause health problems. May. Huh. Interesting. <sighs> uh, I feel like the health problems are caused by drinking beer while driving. <laughs> like, <laughs> may. I don't know if this is going to, like, health problems, per se, but <laughs> I'm just. Yeah. Huh. Uh-huh. Never operated heavy machinery while drinking, though. Why is that? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it says, like, like cold uh, medicine, yeah. you're not supposed to operate, operate heavy ma- machinery. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you ever tried to dig a hole with a... With a I, I want to be in a field where I'm not going to hit anything, obviously, and expensive. Right. But I want somebody... I want to I be hammered. And I want to hop in an excavator and I want to try to dig a trench. Something I can do stone sober, no problems, knock it out, have a nice day. I want to try that hammered drunk once. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that needs to happen. I don't know particularly. How yeah. Like, I'm going to have to get drunk. I'm going to have to have an excavator sitting in a field. Yes. With permission to dig a hole. Yes. 
Then I'm gonna have just, to go get just hammered. hammered, hammered, like like yeah, belligerently drunk. I don't know how that's. And then go. I need somebody to take me to the. I guess you could drink in the field. Yeah, but I don't want anybody around. I don't want to whack somebody with an excavator right. bucket, right? So you want to do this in a closed course? I want to <laughs> under, 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 under professional s- supervision. <laughs> I'd like somebody to video it, yeah, because yeah. I'd like to see it when I'm how sober. Well, how well you can? How well dig it a hole. didn't go? Mm. But like, that's what I mean. Like, I want to see. I want to see wonderful. what this trench looks how like. Much, how much is it to rent an excavator for the day? Or a week or whatever. Enough that not enough. I mean, how much? How much can you rent one for? I don't know. Probably eight hundred bucks, thousand bucks. I don't know. It's enough that you wouldn't want to do this just to fuck around. Like I need somebody that owns an excavator to like let you borrow. Hey, it. I got you, and you're you want to be belligerently drunk and I have the hole. area and everything. Here's a fucking quarter million dollar excavator. You just have fun with it. <laughs> and I go, thanks. I appreciate you. That's why I say <laughs> it's got to be a field because I don't want to yeah. hit a house. I don't hit a power line. I don't want to fuck fast, something. What up. we need, what we need, is a monster truck kill switch. Yeah. So like, you start getting out of hand, we just yeah. Uh huh. Shut me off. Just shut you down. That wouldn't be that hard to rig up. I think it would be very entertaining to watch. Absolutely. We can make this into a theme, like a theme park thing. Yeah. Like, come get drunk, operate equipment, and we'll shut it down. That would be yourself. a real bad insurance liability <laughs> issue. Um, but I'd like to try this. Maybe I should yeah. figure out how to you do this. You should work on figuring that out. Because, I, I mean, it always says, like, feel don't like, operate heavy equipment. I well, feel like you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't rent one from work and do it. And video it. But if, you know well, what I'm saying? Like, okay, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Because now you have some drunk, belligerent asshole running a United Rentals piece of equipment that I rented it. <laughs> I'll do what the fuck I want. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, no, so, you're probably right. So yeah. I need somebody with an excavator. So anyway, I was. To be fair, I'm a good excavator operator sober. So yeah, you should be okay. I should be all right. Uh, I talked to the other night on the way home from work on Friday night. I got a text message from Jason from Wheel and Wine and Whiskey, and he was wanting to chit chat while he was driving up to Tahoe to go snowmobiling. And uh, I was like, okay, yeah, like, well, I'll call you. So I called him and talked to him for about an hour. Yep. And uh, that was cool. It was cool to talk to Jason and kind of just chit chat with him about different stuff and things. Um, so that was fun. And then uh, he was, he asked me to give a shout out to Amber Turner, who is the owner of the Samurai that ran in the Everyman race. She nice. did it in 2020 and then also did it in 2021. Yep. I don't know. I didn't hear how she fared this time. I was on the phone with Jimmy and he was like, hey, let me call you back. We're going to head up to the podium because Amber's getting closer to town. Nice. So um, I but I didn't hear what her time was or anything like that. So I missed out on that. Electric Liberty. Oh, my God. You just go home and think about you know that. What the cool thing is about that. The electric the this year's electric race was only one lap. So like. There was somebody that was doing a electric vehicle that said they were going to yeah. change batteries in like pit one or something like they that. They changed batteries in every pit, I think. Yeah, yeah. They ran in the Everyman challenge, Everyman race. They yeah. ran in that. It was their that was the electric class. They were the only one in that class. They ran in. Oh, uh, yes. I want to run with every. I want to run the Toyota truck. Hundred the class. Toyota truck that he ran. So this kid works for Tesla. Yeah, but he ran like. 
um, Hyundai or Nissan or something huh? like that. He didn't run Tesla. He's in a Toyota pickup. Oh, I don't know who's electronic. Because I remember reading something that was like, hey, Elon Musk, like, yeah, take care of your fucking employee. <laughs> like, clearly he's out here doing know. cool shit. Like, yeah, give him some fucking stuff because he used like Hyundai or something. Oh, he really? used some different manufacturer other than I Tesla. I need to look into that. But he worked for Tesla. Right. Because there was like, so don't do that. He's going to get fired from Tesla. And they're like, no, maybe should Tesla should take care of their fucking why? employee and do cool shit with him. I can't think of the name of the guy whose toyota pickup he used i don't know like big like i'm sorry people i'm not i'm not koh enough hey fuck it there's too many people no i'm not i'm not good this with is like either. this is like one of the people that went that wins all the time oh oh really was it cole i don't know i don't anyway um that was cool to watch because he came across the finish line and like they, they were was it david cole's toyota pickup i don't know i don't I'm i don't know stop. the words you're trying i'm gonna stop before i just, just say yeah. the one guy <laughs> they want more the info. Look it up on the freaking internet. You're gonna have to because I can't. I'm lacking in the memory department. Anyway, nonetheless, they uh he was talking about he was gonna build his rig to do the electric stuff. Yep. And the amount of work it was gonna take to get the rig ready for the race and then swap in the electric stuff. It was just too short of a timeline. So then he called the guy with the Toyota truck. He's like, "Hey, uh your Toyota's just sitting on the field. Can we just swap it?" And he's like, "Yep." There was, there was yes. no there was no second like there was no yeah he didn't even like think on it, it was like yes and so they did they swapped all the electronics in they ran it and he said that it was cutting in and out on the like into the lap so like mm. he was having a hard time getting there but like it would shut off and then all of a sudden it would turn back on like yeah even yeah. his sister ran it but it was cool like yeah they came across the line and it was still running and they made it so uh yeah but it was only one lap either way I. I'm excited about electronic, but it's a seven thousand dollar swap to buy the swap kit. It's not terrible. Fun don't you do it. don't you say it? We're gonna have to pay him thirty cents. Do it. Sea <laughs> bath. <laughs> no. No. Why? Nope. <laughs> How far do you have to spread it apart? W L. Uh, well, that's your thirty cents. You're paying him, not me. Anyway, I don't think I've dropped uh, the F bomb this episode either. Nice work. I'm trying, man. That's I'm trying. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love, dude. Oh, Electric Liberty, dude, so awesome. Was literally under the front of the crew cab this weekend uh-huh. or this week, changing the brakes on it. So I had to take, you know, the big, uh, what you would call like a lady's foot or like a. Um, like crow's kind, of like, kind of like a crow's bar, a crow bar. Yep. You know the big one that Snap On sells, the big one with the adjustable head on it, mm-hmm. uh, like a four footer. Yeah, I use that four foot. I don't like them. But I yeah, use, I use that four foot crowbar to take the calipers off. Mm-hmm. Like that's what was required to pull them off the rotor. Yeah, uh huh. They seized to drive that bad girl. Yeah. So I was going to change the rotors too, but come to find out, you have to take the whole wheel bearing and everything, the hub bearing, and all that out mm-hmm. to do that. I'm like, nope. Not mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. And so I just put new pads and rotors on or new pads and calipers on it, threw it back together, pumped it up, bled the brakes, um, spun the wheel. They spun freely afterwards. It's like, cool. He took it out for a test drive yesterday and gave it the green light. He's like, everything seems fine. He says, the only thing that uh, is odd about it is that I was cruising down a snow covered road following traffic and it said I was doing 80. And I don't think I was doing 80. <laughs> I was like, well, that is general for the old stepper motors in those trucks yeah. to be kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So I'll get it back. We'll see what the uh, what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Dial it in. Dial it in. It needs a new battery. 
needs a couple of little things. It's going to, I told Jess, I was like, well, I'll go get the truck. I'll go pay to have my truck back and then, or you know, finish paying for it. And then, uh, I will bring it back and let it nickel and dime me to death for the next three months. See how bad that is. Yep. Cause it's going to, yep. I don't know how bad. That's yet. why I don't live that OBS life anymore. I just know not driving it for three years. Like you oh, start yeah. driving it and again, it's going to nickel and dime you. Like it's oh, yeah. like, that's well, just even the, a new vehicle is going to have issues after sitting for took, three years, took a, let alone that. If you took a 2020 truck and set it for three years outside, just sitting and you started driving again, it's going to have something. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of issues. Let alone a 21-year-old vehicle. Yeah. So uh, I have that going on. The Here's the thought that was running through my brain while I was over there changing brakes on it. I'm looking at all. I'm like, yep. It's like, okay, I need to change this front end out for the old 411. Uh, so I, I bought that rear end in that front diff Yep. to change it to 411 gears because it needs a little bit bigger gear set for the tire size. And uh, I was like, yeah. I was like, I could change out that front end. I was like, or... Or hear me out, or I could get on face pages, find a super duty chassis like uh like I've already DJ checked, I've already, found. Huh? I've already like have you found one? Looked out. No, I'm already checked out. Okay. Oh, you already checked out, you don't want to be here anymore? Nope. Uh go ahead. I was Continue. like I was like, I could just find me a super duty chassis. Yep. Like he did. Yep. With four ten gears, swap the super duty axles under it. Yep. With the radius arm setup and done, done, and done. Yep. Like you can then lift oh, it. Oh, yeah. You, you want. just do that in a day. Yeah. Uh, how long do you think it take? Long enough. You think so? Yep. How long? Uh, long enough. Let's be realistic. You're going to, you're going to have at least a day of cutting the differential housing Shit. to make a leaf spring perch fit. You don't know. There's no leaf springs. It's oh, all coils. you're going coils. I'm going okay. super duty. Yeah. Super duty radius arms. Like, not Ugh. not what he did, but close to it. I wouldn't swap the frame over. I'm thinking a week. Okay. Well, that's a good goal. Like, you know, a week or so. And then you're going to want to. Uh, what? I have changed in my life. You know why I thought this? Because the idea of this repulses me. You know what doesn't repulse me about this? I mean, I, want the, I want the truck to be able to sit a little, like not a little higher, but like. Just level and higher. Yep. Like if it sat where it sits now or just maybe an inch taller and just squared up and just leveled out. Yep. I would be happy. But in order to do that, I have to spend two grand on a lift kit Uh and you're still IFS. And now Uh you have all these extra fucking components in the steering. Yep. Or Uh solid axle swap it to coil springs. Uh huh. Then you have a full floater. Ten and a quarter out back. Yep. A sterling. Is it ten and a quarter or ten and a half? Anyway, uh, I don't know. You had, a, you had a full float axle out back, four ten gears front and rear, and now you have a Dana a Super Duty 60 up front. Like done? Ugh. <laughs> Why? I just want to get in a stock truck. It doesn't even and... sound bad. Like it doesn't even sound like it'd be a hard like a bad thing to do. Does it sound bad? Well, you're gonna put brakes and seals and all what? that on a new axle that you're gonna get out of a junkyard or wherever you're gonna find oh, yeah. it. I mean, so you got that. I mean, I just I don't like. Yeah, you get brake upgrades, so then you go to a dual piston uh, calipers up front. I mean, it's not like, a bad idea. I, just, I mean, God, for, I really enjoy getting in a vehicle and driving it with no like. I would love that. Mm, no noises, but I'm past that. Like no shitty that road truck noise. is already past that. Yeah. So to do that for that truck would be to get it. Go have this, the exhaust replaced on it and put quiet exhaust on it. Put smaller tires back on it. They're like all-terrain or like highway tires. 
it's a not the look I'm going for, and B, like I don't want it to be loud and rowdy. But if I could put it on a Super Duty setup and run a 35 on it, I'm okay with that. Like you could run the newer Super Duty wheels. Oh my god, OBS with the newer like platinum wheels. Oh, it would look good. Oh my god, you so sexual. Uh, I just want like. I talked. I love to, PYOs, but that would be sexual. I talked to Dustin the other day, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, I need some new wheels for my F one fifty. I said, "Do you though?" He's like, yeah, it look good. I said, "Yeah, yeah. it would look good." <clears throat> but I said, "But you could just buy." I mean, I'm a off road parts with that money, and where you're, I understand done. where you're coming from. I've always been like, it's always been shitty to me that I can't lift that truck because there's like, oh, you many. can lift. Oh, it. you definitely can. It's not a problem. You can IFS lift it, but then it just, eh. well, eh. there you go. I mean, or, yeah, it's yeah. Or, or, yep. And now you're just going to go through ball joints and every CV axles when you IFS lift it. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, yeah. And all your geometry's all fucked or yep. you cut all the control arm bullshit off the frame. Yep. Throw in your. F-250 buckets yeah. for your coils. Yep. Throw a Super Duty axle underneath of it. Yep. It's essentially stockish. Yeah, no, it's not, but okay. It's close-ish. No. No? No. Not even the same, huh? No. I, I mean, trying. it's a forward axle. It's a stock axle, but... Uh-huh. You got to change transfer cases on that, too? No, not with a forward axle. Ford axle, you'd be fun. Yeah, no, you'd be good. Yeah. Like, I don't know about direct swap, but you probably need a conversion joint. Um. Yeah. Or you could just get in a nice stock truck. I don't have stock truck money. Heated seats and steering wheel. Uh, I don't know. Just, just especially today. Put your kids in it <laughs> and like drive down the road on vacation to wherever uh-huh. you want to go. Would tow your Jeep. Just beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Then yep. there's that. See. Then and I think that. I'm just getting old because I just. Uh, I don't know. Has nine hundred bucks for what? Super duty axles. Okay. So you got a thousand bucks there. Yep. You probably got 500, 600 bucks in the rear axle. No, that's the whole sheet. Oh, that's the, so you pay your grand for the, for the axles. Oh, they're, they're 355 ratio. I'm out. Yep. Nope. Now you got to re gear. Mm hmm. Yeah. He can I'm buy just the, saying, he can buy the rolling chassis for 1100 bucks, but these would need re geared and I'm not doing that. I want to buy them like set up. So I want to buy one with 410 gears or four whatever's. What did your What did yours come with? Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't. You ever checked? I didn't even open the diff cover. I just cut the son of a bitch in half. Nice. I just cut the son of a bitch in half. And I don't even think checked. they came with four tens. Period. Frequently. Oh, really? Well, because they were mostly in diesels, so yeah, you need that lower gearing for the torques. I don't want to re-gear. Well, hell, welcome to the non-stock truck life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I guess I'm getting to the point where I have to either pick and choose with what I want to do. Yeah. And like, do because I've gone that route. I've had lifted trucks on 35s and 20s and and loved it. That was probably one of my favorite trucks was on a six inch lift, three inch body lift, 35s, 20s. That on your 06. 06. Yeah. Cat Eye. Yep. Loved it. That's probably my favorite truck I've ever owned. To drive and just look like towed good. Did it? It didn't. I mean, I was towing a Toyota, so I mean, it's not like I was towing a lot of weight. But I think uh, four tens on the thirty three and a, like the thirty three inch tires I have now, I think would tow yeah. just fine. Yep, with the crew cab. I had three seventy threes in that because I never re geared it, and yep. it was fun. Um, but I mean, I don't know. You also had an LS, yeah, and a four L sixty instead of four eighty. Yeah. So now I'm just like. I just want to get in a truck and go. Mm-hmm. I want to get to where I want to go reliably and then have fun. 
Yes. Like, I want to do that, I'm, but I also I'm different. I'm like, splitting the difference between my play toys uh-huh. and my like transportation. Right. I don't look at like my pickup, but as like a play toy anymore. If I went and bought a brand new, um, if I went and bought a brand not brand new but a newer truck, yep, I wouldn't be doing this. But mm-hmm. since it's a two thousand, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have to replace these parts. Eventually, anyway. Yeah. Doesn't make it cheaper. No, but you're upgrading. It's just a lot of work. Like you're going from a, you're going from a nine and a half semi or a nine and a half IFS front. Yep. And a nine and a half semi float rear. Yep. To a full float rear and a Dana 60 front. Yep. Oh, I mean, it is, it is awesome. (laughs) Not that it needs it, Uh, but like for the cost, like, oh, it's not that bad. I just, I used to, I mean, like for me, and it's different for everybody, I think. Right. But for me, like, I want to haul my shit to the park or wherever and then go play. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't care if my truck's lifted or not in the parking lot. Like, gotta, does it look about, cool? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. How about this? How about this? 2008 F-250 6.4. Uh, not rolling chassis, but like it has the motor and trans and like everything's there. Like the whole damn she bang for 2,500 bucks. Uh huh. So you just go buy the whole thing and then you... Just go ahead and just put your body on the show. Oh, that sounds body. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a real easy slot. Well, let's just body swap a truck. <laughs> just body swap a Chevy onto Ooh. a Ford. I feel like you're gonna have some body lift issue, like body lift things you're going on. You're gonna have there. a lot of little fitment issues uh, that are gonna <laughs> add up to a fucking big headache. I don't know why the six four won't fit in the engine compartment. It's it weird. doesn't fit in the hole, man. <laughs> oh yes, but but really, I was sitting there looking at. it. I'm like, God, like just the ability now. With Super Duty stuff being so prevalent and so easy to like uh, procure, mm-hmm. like why would you not consider that anyway? Uh, because you could just sell it <clears throat> and then go buy a nice stock truck, drive it around, tow real nice, it's get good fuel mileage, and then just not have another project. It's logical. It's not the uh, most. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not the most fun well, option. It's like, logical. I'm not selling but, like, it on fun, but at the same time, it comes with a payment. It does. So yep. That's the that's the offset. But your time is worth something. Is it worth four hundred fifty bucks a month? Uh depends on how much time it takes you to like, swap the truck all I this want, in. The truck I want to be about four fifty a month. Yeah, like I'm not going like over the top. I don't know. I don't know because they're they're in the same. We, Jess and I are having this discussion today about me buying a new Ram, yep. a new Ur Ram, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Well, would you buy a fifteen hundred? We were looking across the parking lot, yep. and there's a beautiful ass color matched sport. It wasn't a sport. It was a color matched Cummins. Yep." Sitting across the parking lot. And I was just like, oh, God, that's a beautiful truck. Yep. And she's like, would you buy a half ton? And I'm like, that is the debate. Do you buy? If you buy a three quarter ton, do you? Do you really buy one with a six two in it? Mm. Like, do you buy a gasser three quarter ton? Or do you just say, no, I'll just spend the extra six grand and buy one with a Cummins with a few more miles. All depends on what you want. To fucking put a trailer behind there and not know it's there. Half ton. You start. <laughs> That's what I, yeah. I mean. Because you're talking about, oh, you want a motorhome and all that. Okay, oh, cool. Yeah. So you buy a motorhome to tell your shit. What do you uh, need a truck for? Nothing. That's what I told Jess. She was saying something like, I told her, I was like, well, now I get the truck back and let it nickel and dime me for the next three to six months. And she's like, well, maybe it'll just at least hold out until my Jeep's paid off. I'm like, if the truck fucking breaks where I can't drive it, like, it's not, it's not a, 
deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be the end of my world. I haven't had it for three years. Yep. And now Loki is on the verge of being like drivable to the park, at least our closest park anyway. Yep. It's like, it's not, it's not a, you know, it's not going to be a problem. Like it's not that big a deal. If it breaks, I'm going to do one of two things. I'm either going to a put full coverage on it and burn it to the ground mm-hmm. or B sell it. Yep. Probably sell it. Yep. I know a guy that'll buy it. There you go. I don't know if I'll get what I want out of it, but oh, well, it'll somebody be, else will have it. Somebody else's headache. It'll, it'll be his problem, which he'll be tickled to have because, yep. you know, he's been wanting it for a long time. Yep. Um, And it's always OK when it's a problem when you first buy it because mm-hmm. it's still shiny. And you're yep. like, I can fix all these things. Yep. It's like when you get into a new relationship and it's somebody else's bad relationship. Yep. And you get into it. You're, you're like, like, this it's is okay. great. I can fix all these no, things. She's fine. She's fine. She's not fucking psychotic. And then six years later, you're like, she's I don't fucking know what the fuck I did. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, my, yeah, I'm just going to get it back and just first, just let it kind of milk me for a little bit, see how things go, make sure that vet the trans, make sure that he did a good job on that. And then from there, um, I will decide what the next move is. Am I going to put the four tens in it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I get what you're saying. Yep. So, uh, yeah. I'm just, uh, and it's different. It's literally, that's the thing. There's no wrong or right answer. Cause There's it's not, different for everybody. It's what you want. I just look at like, for me personally, I've made that decision on where I want to go Here's the and thing. what I want to do. Yeah. And so for me, it's different than you. Right. Cause like I'm sitting over here and I'm like, yeah, it'd be fucking badass. Oh, yeah. But like, oh, I have so no beautiful. desire to work on a daily driver tow rig that much. How, when you say that much, how much do you mean? I don't know. Okay. More than go change the oil at the dealer and like yeah. if something breaks, dealer. you fix it and done. Yeah. yeah I, I don't feel like, pay. I, I pay feel like your initial oil change. I feel like your initial, if you do it right the first time, like if you go in and make sure you do things right the first time, like. Oh, you're right. For the axle swap. That's because that's the big thing, right? Yeah. Like you do the axle swap. That's the huge ticket. Yeah. And so if you go through the first time and you. Make sure you do your track bar placement correctly. Yep. You set up your steering and all that stuff. Make sure that's all dialed in the first time. Spend the extra dollars. Well, that's the key. It. Yeah, it won't be cheap the first it won't time. Be terrible to do it though. Right. Like another thousand dollars on top of the par- on top of the axles. I don't know. I'm always over budget with everything oh, I yeah. do, which so. is fine. And, and like at the same time, you're building a custom project. But at the, you know, at the end though, picture this in your brain, mental image: my crew cab OBS sitting out front mm-hmm. on on platinum twenties. Yeah. Oh, now you need a wheel bearing. I got to go get. No, do I then? I'm just like, do I then go. source a super duty hoodie, a super duty hoodie, a hoodie? Huh? <laughs> yeah, you could wear a super duty hoodie while driving your crew cab. OBS. Super duty. Yeah. <laughs> do you then source a super duty hood and graft it to another OBS hood? So you say it like it's just going to like <laughs> you just drop it off of the body shop. Oh, boy. Those are expensive places. That's fine. Just just drop it off and spend the dollars. Sometimes I think about that. I'm like, man, you just drop a project off somewhere. Just have them do it. Yeah. It's just like, money. Because you're going to make money anyway. Well, I don't know if I'm going to make that much money. <sighs> or, or if over I want to spend that much money is the problem. Um, How much do you think here? a shop would have charged you to build the buggy? I don't know, but I can tell you that you can buy a turnkey uh, production buggy from Busted Knuckle. Yeah. Uh, solid rear axle. So straight axle in the rear. LS. Yeah. Atlas or SCS choice. Um, when you say straight axle in the rear, you mean non-steer? Non-rear steer. Yeah. yeah. Just 14 bolt yep. in the rear, 14 bolt just steer. Just a buggy. Straight production Base. buggy. Base buggy. Yep. Yep. How, How much? much? You tell 70, me. 70. No. 
85,000. 80,000. 80,000. Add 10K for rear steer. 90,000 rear steer LS powered. How much horses do you think? On stock. Stock LS. Stock LS. 80 grand. Single shock. It's kind of it's kind of a lot-ish, but go build one. Y- yeah. There's you know, that. and yeah. that's what I mean. That's a perfect comment. You could How write much? a check for eighty thousand dollars and you could have a buggy. Yeah. Done. Great platform. Like, like a already platform. Well, and refined. Turnkeyed works. Refined. Links are set up. How much do you think works. you'd save? Air quotes. Save putting that together yourself. Same thing. I know what I've spent on mine. Right. It ain't no damn turnkey production buggy quality. Right. It's not even finished. Nope. And this it's one, getting close to 80K. This so. one's, and this one's vetted. Yeah. Like they've already built. You're probably min- saving min- 20, 30, 40,000. Depends on how many times you fuck up. If you do it yourself, you think you might save 20? Yeah. Like I said, depends on how many times you fuck up. What did you put into yours? What did you put into your buggy that you think would be something more expensive than what you would put into a tube buggy. Anything? Oh yeah. What? All the money I spent on sheet metal and time and work on floor oh. and firewall. Time, but and not mon- like the money wasn't that much. No, but my time's worth something. Yeah. Like, I the, spent a lot time. of time on mm-hmm. that cab. Right. And it's like But money wise, an extra thousand bucks. No. But even in a buggy, you're gonna have to put a floor in. Yeah. Like but even if it's be, extruded. Yep. You have to go through. Oh, yeah, that's that. what yeah. I mean. I there's mean, all that too. There's also. I'm just trying to see if like there's actually a difference. All obviously yours is a truggy versus a buggy, but I'm like, is there some hard part that is way more expensive on a buggy or on a truggy that would make the cost different? And I don't think it's that far no. off. You got your expensive stuff says axles, shocks, engine, trans, and transfer case, mm-hmm. which oh, is why I've spent about eighty thousand dollars on it. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Those are like, your big things. It's yeah. not a bad number. Tubing's expensive, but like when you mess up tubing is more expensive. Well, yeah. And that's what I mean. Like if I added all the extra tube that I did on so the this back is, half. This is a turnkey. It's $80,000. You go down there with a check and you load it on the trailer. Yeah. Go Dr- to the park. You drive it on the trailer. Yeah. You drive it on the trailer. Go to the park. Yeah. Tires, wheels. Yeah. Everything. Yep. What kind of wheels come on it? Probably just some. Steely beadlocks or aluminum beadlocks? Bead I don't know. Oh, we don't know. It depends on how you order it. I didn't get particular with the deeds. But oh, my guess is it's like anything. If you want a steel bead lock. It comes with want, stickies. Yeah, I would assume it comes with 43 SXs. Yeah. But that's what I mean. So you want to drop off a, a check that's and legit. say, build me a tube chassis buggy that you could literally take that tube chassis buggy mm-hmm. and you could go compete in any one of the off-road series if you want to do that. You could also, you, you, you're not going to beat Tim Cameron. Like, right. I'm going to have a fact. You you're not going to beat though. Tim Cameron. Yeah. But you could go run the race hills and right. have fun. Mm-hmm. And- is everybody that enters the race out there to beat Tim Cameron? No. I mean, I mean I'm going to I'm gonna want to. That's the dream. But like there, there's probably a larger majority of people that are out there to have fun and push the limits of their personal rigs yeah. than there are to like, I'm going to take the podium home. Right. Because I feel like there's a gap. Yeah. There's a guy that wants to do it to have fun and, and be competitive be in the race, yeah. and, be, and be doing it. Uh-huh. And then there's a guy that wants to go out and podium. try to beat Tim Cameron. Yeah. Like, I got you. Mm-hmm. And, and it's great because it offers... A wider range of people but i wonder I mean, how i wonder how much you'd have to do say you bought a base buggy from uh busted knuckle uh-huh i wonder what you would need to do beef wise to that buggy if later you wanted to go to say an 800 or a thousand horse motor i don't think you'd have to do much you think that they kind of set it up yeah. well yeah chassis wise but like does it come with 
uh, RCVs in the front axle? I don't know. Yeah. I, I almost I wonder bet if they did. I, I don't like, I don't know. I feel like I wonder if it does because they know that you're going to, it's a bouncer. Yeah. Like why not put the hard, well, hard you're also looking at a production bouncer. So if you're going to go out full race bouncer, yeah. I'm going to probably talk Different. to you and be like, Hey, yeah. I'm going to race this. And that may be the thing. Like the base may come with this, whereas you can upgrade to these. Yeah. Of course, if you're buying an $80,000 buggy and you're sitting there talking, you're, you're ordering this thing and you're like, you know, for an extra $2,500, we can throw in RCVs. You're like, well, just go ahead and tack that on the bill. Everyone, <laughs> every single person that has listens to this podcast yes. has built a pickup truck uh-huh. online. Like you go to oh. the dealer. I don't care if it's a Ford, Chevy, whatever. Uh-huh. You have built a pickup. I've not. Or a, you've never built a pickup uh-huh. on like Cummins.com. Maybe come close, but I don't know. I've been like, on there like looking at stuff. I'll go her, through like, and I'll build one. It out. And you're like, well, that. The snowplow prep package is $200. Yes. Maybe I'll add that. <laughs> so you go through, you add a whole bunch of dumb shit that you like, oh, that'd be neat. Because it's only a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, extra now you end up with an 80000 truck instead of a $60,000 truck. So, I mean, yeah. Same deal. It all depends on what you want to do with it. Yeah. Will 1480 with 4340 shafts work for most people that buy yep. a production buggy like that? Right. Oh, yeah. When you break them, then buy RCVs. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But- there's that yeah so i mean you can have the whole i'm just gonna have a shop do it and now you've got to go make eighty thousand dollars somehow or you could spend eighty thousand dollars over the last three years and have something that sits in the garage here's the thing with that what do you do this goes along lines with the transmission the truck sat in the side yard for two and a half years because i didn't want to turn loose of the three grand to get a transmission put in it yep or and i told jess this after it happened i'm like I should have just went to the bank the day it broke. I should have just went to the bank and said, I need a loan for three grand. Yep. Had a transmission thrown in it. Four weeks later, you get the truck back. You have a payment every month, but who the fuck cares? Like, but, yep. Like on the one hand, yeah, terrible idea. But on the other hand, you could just put the hammer down and pay that off. Yep. And you would have had your truck for the last three years instead of having it sit in the side yard. Now it's going to nickel and dime you. Yep. Like literally didn't have a truck for three years. Going to cost me the same or more. Yep. As if I would have just done it or right there. Or you could have just hammered it out like you have a couple hundred dollar payment uh, for every month. You know, yeah. like put that, oh, I have $300 every month I have to make to put in my trans fund. 300 yeah. bucks, 300 bucks, 300 right. bucks. When you make 3,000 bucks or whatever it costs, yep. boom, drop Good it off trans shop, done. Which is no, essentially no loan, no debt, yep. truck done. Which know? is essentially what I did. It's just that I was not, um, I just like I would. Life get, happened. I would get that like a little bit of money saved up. Like that I would maybe put towards that truck and then like, I don't know what I want to do with it. And then the biggest thing for me is just dropping like three grand on one part. Yep. It's like, ah, so bad. And then I go and dump five to eight into Loki in the matter of a year. Yep. It was like, oh, yep. It's easy when it's, you know, 50 bucks a day. (laughs) The most non-exciting part I think I've ever bought off-road stuff related. That was expensive. Expensive. Mm -hmm. Um. It's a toss-up. No, it's not a toss-up. The most expensive letting, like, I don't even know what you call it. Not letdown, but like, it got here and you're like, yeah. Was my stickies. Really? Yeah. How come? The truck was still on leaf springs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you could do shit. (laughs) like, those aren't going to (laughs) fit. So so what do you do now? You bought them just to let them sit in the house for a year, two years, three years. So you spend three grand on tires. Yeah. To not then you got to mount them. Yeah. And then you're like, 
They showed they showed up. You're like, I can't even use them. Boy, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, like, fun to look at. I was thinking like the Atlas is, <laughs> was a, was a couple few thousand dollars, and then but but I'm like, well, you could at least like turn the outputs and like shift yeah, it yeah. sitting in the living room. Um, the other ones was the shocks, and I'm like, those at least look fucking cool. Yeah, right. And yeah. at least when I ordered those, I could actually go out and put them on. Right, but sit them like, up there and look at them like, yeah. yeah. I think the stickies was the biggest expense. That, that was when they got very, here, like, you weren't ready oh, for them, so they were unexciting. Fuck. Now, yeah. had you had the buggy done sitting on rollers, like sitting there ready to rock and roll? Oh, and then, it would have been a then, different yeah, story. Yeah, the, the sticky show, like, yeah. Yeah. Where instead they yep. sat in the house for two years, and you're like, you're, you were shuffling them around yeah. in the house I for two years. them, and I could have just yeah. not bought them. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do you think that buying the stickies amplified your need to build it? Nope. No. Did not it didn't, need to build a tube chassis with the stickies. Like your you buying the stickies did not push you into the next. Nope. You don't feel. Nope. So you think you would have been on the same track regardless if the stickies were here or not. Yep. Okay. I just thought I would I was kind of curious, you know, just thought thought if it was more motivating or my plan was tube back half yeah. and tube front half. Mm-hmm. I built the tube front half, cut the frame off in the front, built the tube yep. front half of the frame. Was going to link it. Yep. Was going to look good. It would have worked good. The problem is the 14 bolt steer in the front was so big mm-hmm. that it needed to yeah. be pushed forward because mm-hmm. the oil pan was in the way. Mm-hmm. You push a, a front axle forward 18, 24 inches Jesus. on a stock. Yeah. Like drivetrain placement, fender placement. Looks dumber than fuck. Yeah, it was going to be huge. And it was tall. How far do you move the motor back? I need to do some measuring because I don't uh, know. Okay. I don't feel like it's a whole lot, but I feel like it's more than you think. Six inches? That's more than you think. Yeah. Well, I was wondering, like, you could see that by looking at where the cowl's at. Yeah. And like, okay, the cowl's here and the motor used to sit like maybe an inch or two but under the cowl. The thing like, is, the motor's moved now? up. Yes. So and it's back. Moved back and oh, up. Okay. All helps to keep everything right. copacetic. Mm-hmm. But see, like looking at it, the front fenders are stretched like six inches, which isn't much. No, yeah. But you don't think about it, and I mean, it's yeah. Huh. So, so there was that. You and do then need the a stock S ten and park it door for door, like line up the door to the B pillars. I have uh, measurements off of somebody got me off of a stock S ten right. from where. It was the front crank pulley to yeah. the back of the cab. Oh, oh nice. On an LS swapped S10, which is oh. because it just mounts, it just bolted an LS. Yeah. But yeah, from the crank pulley to the to back, the back of, of the cab. cab. Or an extended cab. Yes. Huh. Nice. Because everything else, firewalls cut the fuck out and right. run. So it's useless huh. to me. So I have that. And uh-huh. then I have there was something else. Front of the axle to the back of the cab, I think, too. Yeah. So I could see how much farther it was stretched out. But nice. The the back half not working out and me being able to build that myself mm-hmm. how I wanted it, that's what went to the buggy. Yeah. Because it was easier. It was too tall and the back half wasn't coming together right. So what's right. the answer? Build a chassis, move the motor. Yeah. Make the it firewall, happen. all yeah. the things. Yeah. So that's where the, the turn really happened. I right. think so. I would blame the Sear 14 for that. I had such a big freaking axle, but I mean, yeah. a 14 bolts, not that much bigger than a 60. Like it's bigger, but I it's think, not like, I think you wanting to be low yeah. was the real thing. Yep. Yeah. I didn't want another big dumb mud truck. God. Cause it was so tall. It was tall. Yeah. 
And I'm like, I don't like to do mud. So I'm like, I literally want to play on rocks with this tall, top heavy piece of shit. So buggy. Mm -hmm. Here we are. And now it's almost done. And it's awesome. Now your next move is just to buy a motorhome and call it a day. And a razor. What? Yeah. What do you need? What do you not need one of those for? I mean, you do. You definitely need a razor if you want to party with the cool kids. I've been trying to. I'm going to try to buy one like a wrecked one and salvage wrecked one and do something cool with it. Okay. That's my plan. I like that. I don't know what that all means, but it's going to happen. I just have so many wants in my life. Like, too many wants. So I've been listening to. Okay. First off, I need to get out the new patrons. Yeah. Because we didn't do that in the beginning of this episode, and I need to do it. So, Ryan Yost, I believe it is. Uh, welcome. He came into the Patreon. And then, Dave, damn it. Whoa, This now. beer that tastes like beer burps like beer. This is bullshit. Yep. Um, uh, Dave Hansen, welcome to the party, my friend. Thank you guys for joining and supporting Ian and I in this endeavor. Uh, we really do appreciate it. So, um. Yeah, just want to welcome you guys in. I believe I added both of you to the special Patreon group on Facebook. I wish y'all would be a little more inter- uh, interactive in there. Since Ian and I are working six days a week, we are not playing on Facebook as much as we it's probably should be. off season. We'll get some good content going here once we start getting yeah. out there and wheeling and I just events. Spend, and- I spend a lot of my time right now promoting the polish side of things to try to keep income coming in at a, f- a good flow. Just trying to catch up on some bills that, you know, last year... With Loki, putting as much money in Loki as I did, I spent a lot of money. Yep. Um, and it, it, a lot Welcome of money for me. Yeah, exactly. And so now it's, you know, now it's time to put your nose down and, and get back to go hard in the paint with the polishing and try to get it knocked out. So um, we really appreciate you guys supporting us even when we are not 100% on Facebook playing around with you guys. So just wanted to say that. I'm out of beer. You, you got beer? stuff to do. I've got things Ooh, to do. O'clock. Let's make it happen. I like it. Sounds like a plan to me. Um, yeah, that's all I know. Really, ish, kind of, sort of, in around about directional. Send it. Uh, wasn't there? Something we were we were in the middle of talking about something. Nope. No, we're good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. All right. Sounds good to me. So uh, make sure you guys go check us out on some of the other uh, platforms if you're interested in more information. If you guys want to continue the conversation about the KOH episode, go check out the Facebook page, the Total Off-Road Podcast Trail Riders there on Facebook. You can also find our main Facebook page, Total Off-Road Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Total underscore Off-Road underscore Podcast. And you can find us on YouTube as well under the same thing. Be sure if you want any swag, t-shirts, or... Uh, Nug Life stickers or stickers in general. We're still working on glassware. That's one of the things that's on our list here. Hopefully, maybe have a good line on that by March. And uh, but you can check all that stuff out at www.totaloffroadpodcast.com. And is that all of our shout outs? Oh, we didn't. Uh, last call brought to you by Complete Off Road. Yep. And go check out crawleroffroad.com if you need any kind of recovery gear and go check out uh, Offroad Anonymous for your parts. I was going to say this. This is one of the things I want to talk about on this episode and I didn't bring it up. Okay. Uh, Offroad Anonymous is the coals of Offroad like main like parts like the coals. The coals. I don't like, know what that means. Like so you've shopped at Coles before, right? Oh, like Coles the store. Coles the store. Yeah. Like you're right, you've shopped there. 
Okay. Yeah. And like every time you go to Kohl's, there's like always something, it's always on sale. Like everything's always like 20% off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like there's always like a coupon or something. Like there's always like stuff on sale. Sucks them in. Yeah. And so like Offered Anonymous is like that. Like every week you get some cool discount code. It sucks us in. I mean, it doesn't make me not buy things. I can tell you that. Like I appreciate that he offers a discount on certain things on certain at certain times. Marketing. Marketing. It's a fun bitch. I love it. So that was my thought, my two cents on that. <laughs> and we need to get him on here because he was at KOH as well. Yes. So might be something we need to uh, look into having yes. Jacob on here. So anyway, uh, make sure you go check out those things. Uh, our affiliates page is on the website. website. Yep. And that's all we know. Is that all you got? That's all I got. Any last words? Nope. Nothing? Nada. You can't? Nothing. Thanks for joining us. All right. That's all I got for this week. We'll catch you guys on the trail.